Your dad is a nice man, actually, that you have known your whole life, so whole none of life? that. I don't know. I feel like we just got reacquainted through love. I had four p- different people play four different types <laughs> of emotions coming to me with m- letters and notes. <laughs> Are you in my mind? Can other people see you? And they're like, no, you got to read this letter. It's about your daddy. And I was like, oh, that's... Well, it's pretty stupid. On this strange opening, this is our best of 2017 episode on the Herald and Modcast. Ugh, we're here already. Yeah, we are. Yikes. Kill me. It's uh, winter solstice. First day of winter today. Winter solstice. It's Uh, that time of year. And apparently, because of Saturn's positioning on this winter solstice, we need to stay in our homes and <laughs> not do anything because it's not a good day to start anything and there will be gridlock everywhere. So it's just everyone's going to be fucked up for yeah. today because of Saturn. Saturn's maybe. acting up again. Is but, that what we're supposed to believe? <laughs> Is that what the astronomers are telling us? But maybe, I'm pretty sure it would be uh, astrologers. I don't care. Yeah. Astronomers. Maybe astronomers. We're dumb. We're dumb. Yep. Welcome to the Herald and Modcast. <laughs> We're dumb. <laughs> We're a couple jerks. Uh, so we have got a big list here to go over. We um, do. And it is going to be a mishmash. It's going to be a things. lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're not going to do this any particular countdown order. Yeah, that's for freaking news rags. Yeah. So I'm going to throw out our first one. And throw it I'm, out there. Just give it a toss. I'm going to throw this out. It, it's making the list. It, it's squeezing it's into it the list at yeah. the last minute. And that is gunpowder. Yeah, it kind of squeaks into the 2017 yep. list. Literally yesterday, it wrapped up. <laughs> and here it is. It's worth mentioning. It's probably as good as you know anything else. It is kind of came along this year. Kit Kit Harrington of Thrones fame, John John Snow. It is his. He exec and produced it. Executive producer produced it. He stars in it as Robert Catesby, who in fact is his ancestor, his real life ancestor. Yep. And he was the spearheader of a Catholic rebellion against King James the First, who was the first Stuart king on the throne, popularly known as. Guy Fox Day. Yep. Guy Fox was his buddy who helped him, co-conspirator, and ended up being the one that they caught and tortured. And um, But Catesby himself, you know, took a stand with his men and they were, you know, it's, uh, let's not tell them. Let's go watch it. I mean, it's a historical fact. It's so. only three parts. It's three parts. It's on HBO. It one, was two, a BBC three. series. It's now streaming on HBO or now playing on HBO. Mm-hmm. And it is really good it's really good it's three parts i was I, I couldn't see after the second episode i'm like oh man we're gonna have another like four or five episodes of this it's gonna be cool and it's like fun finale tonight yeah. it's like what there's only three of them but wait i gotta say in a time in which we're constantly talking about bloating and mm-hmm. that there's over milking it and by thrones by Everything. by walking dead all of these shows this is tight and it just gets to the point it takes care of it in three episodes. It's extremely bloody and gory. It's very Thronesy. Yeah, they stay true to the, well, I don't know, true to what, but the, the time the period. Yeah, period. Yeah, which yeah, is man. really, you know, horrific. Barbaric and medieval. Yeah, 70, early 1605 is the date. Yep, November 5th. Um, the 5th, the 5th of November. Yeah. And uh, it is, you know, there's all kinds of, injustice but you don't sort of know who to root for at the same time but you do i mean they would have blown up parliament if they got away with it and killed the king and his people and yeah yeah and then at the end of the day we're it's hard to root for the catholic church 
It's any, hard to root respect. for the British when you watch historical in, in dramas. British so thing. God, they're fuckers. Well, that's why whenever you hear like <laughs> Australians or Irish, like fucking Brits, they like hate the British. They hate them. Yeah, and yeah, you understand they, why they're awful. Their history is not been. Yeah, they've been through a lot. Those nasty Brits, honorable in many the cases. Nasty bits. Yeah, and I've been watching The Crown. Which I know wouldn't make your list, but it would make my list. That's and cool. you do, you, you see, even in modern times, how shitty they are. Yeah, they're pretty shitty. Um, yeah, gunpowder though, three parts. You get through it in an afternoon if you wanted. It's pretty. It's worth watching. Yeah, really tight, really well done. Mm-hmm. Kit Harrington's great in it. Great, great ensemble cast. Yeah, there's some uh, great. Liv Tyler's she, in it. Pl- she's in it. Uh, there's some. You'll rec if you are a fan of. British television. Uh, Mark Gaddis, who yeah. is in Sherlock, creator of Sherlock, also uh, plays uh, Mycroft in it. Um, he keeps showing up because he's in the our next one on the list, which is Taboo. He also has a role in that. Yeah, um, he has a great part in it, um, and yeah, it's it's really worth checking out. So that snuck in. Yeah, it did, and it's worth mentioning. It was. I was like, yeah, this is going to be on the list for sure. It's very entertaining, and boom, in and out. So, Taboo. Taboo. Tom, Tom Hardy's... Uh, Chips Hardy, Ridley Scott. Yep. Yeah. Chips Hardy, his dad. His father, yeah. Uh, they co-created it, and also with uh, Ridley Scott. And did. Chips Hardy wrote the thing. It's Yeah. Really. We, that takes place in, what was it, early 1700s or early 1800s? Something. I can't remember. I but it's... Vic- nah, it's not Victorian. It's But it's dingy dungy london and he, mm-hmm. it's very cool we've done many episodes of that um reviewing it and you can go to our archives at the hmc dot hmcnetwork.com and listen to our taboo reviews because we love that show yeah it's really good it's really it's sort of you know it's slower paced but yeah it's it's sort of one storyline and it doesn't stray from it it doesn't open up all these subplots really it's um what like eight episodes was uh, it eight episodes yeah yeah I mean, something it, like that it's it, not 13 or 14 it's maybe eight or nine episodes right but tom hardy's performance is really cool the character that he plays is really interesting he survives in africa and then comes back to london it's 1812 so it's during the war of 1812 and and he's rebuilding his late father's shipping empire uh, empire but both the government and um, his biggest competitor want his inheritance, yeah. and and especially this island <clears throat> that if they control this island right. in America, they control the whole sort of import export to America. So it's you know uh, prime property, and they think he's dead, and then he shows up out of nowhere like a ghost, and he has definitely has some ghostly properties. Yeah, there's we haven't gotten to that fully yet. The, no, the they left it supernatural. Yeah, there's a whole supernatural element to it, but it's yeah. from his surviving in Africa and like learning voodoo and stuff, right? Because he's a part of a slave ship that crashes, and that that's another storyline that uh, the British are trying to bury that because slavery uh, slavery was abolished in England, and so it was sort of a off the books slave trade. And there's a lot of Thrones actors in that. There's a lot again, you know, Una Chaplin who. Uh, was on uh, Thrones. She played Rob Stark's ill-fated wife. Yeah, um, yeah she plays his sister in mm-hmm. this. Um, there's a lot, of, like I said, Mark Gaddis, David Heyman, who is a well-known British character actor. Jonathan Price Jonathan again, Price the bad again. guy. Yeah, He's the bad guy. the bad guy. He plays a good bad guy. He does because you really do kind of hate him. Oh, yeah, Stephen Graham yeah. isn't. I mean, there's a lot of people. Uh, Franca Patente is in it. Oh yes, I from, love that Patente from uh, the Born. The I'm, I'm original a, hey, born hey, movie. Hey, I'm a Patente fan. Hey, you don't got to tell you me. You know who she is. She's the madam. I love Patente. <laughs> she was I, also in Run Lola Run. Those of you who are fans of that, will you don't be like, tell what? me. I'm a big Patente man. <laughs> I've been Patente. All right, all right. So Taboo made the list for sure. Yeah, Taboo's awesome. Uh, we're gonna bounce around here from TV to film. Um, I'm gonna throw Dunkirk on the list. How about Dunkirk? Dunkirk is, has to be on the list. Yeah. Dun- Dunkirk could be on the top of that list. It's Christopher Nolan at his finest filmmaking. Yep. Unbelievable. No CGI. Came out this summer. It's uh, the story, which is also being, uh, it's in the theaters right now. Gary Oldman's playing Churchill, 
on the other side of the Darkest story hour, right? showing what the politicians were doing while this was going down at some basic- smoking cigars and drinking brandy <laughs> no the uh, Allied soldiers from Belgium and the British Empire and France are surrounded by the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle in World War II. Sums it up. But it's these little boats that come and save them, they find out. And, yeah, you know, Mark Rylance is a captain civilian of one vessels, of them. Though, yeah. That's the thing that people don't need to know. You know, you can't just say little boats. Yeah. It's like you're talking about the little rapper Lil Yachty, Lil Boat. <laughs> Lil Boat comes and saves them, which is auto-tune. Yeah. I mean, you got to kind of be specific <laughs> here. So that's amazing, actually. Yeah, Lil Yachty is fucking <laughs> saves the Battle of Dunkirk, for God's sakes. <laughs> confusing our young uh, fans. Also, Tom Hardy is in that, mm-hmm. and uh, Mark Rylance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Yes, he's in it. Um, Harry Styles has, makes a little appearance Yeah, in it. it's a pretty good role for him, actually. It is a good role for him. My initial thing is to be like, Bleh, get right. out of here, stupid idiot. <laughs> but then um, it was actually pretty good. He did a good job. Yeah. British people, though, man, you, just, you put them in something, all of a sudden they're, they're an actor. I yeah. know. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? You're like some fucking pawn. in your bones. Yeah, pretty much. That must be nice. Okay, uh, we're also going to throw on this list Logan. Logan. Remember Logan? Yeah, it seems like it came out 2016. But it came out in 2017, and you know everybody is talking about best superheroes and, and what should be on the list of awards, and I feel like they're forgetting about Logan, because that... Yeah, a lot of people on the internet share the same sentiment. It's like, Logan could be nominated for stuff. If, like, considering what's up this year, right. there's a lot of things that... I feel like Logan is equal to or greater than yeah. as a film, you know? And I'm finally glad that they got an X-Men movie right, you know? They did. I mean, it's Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, and um, Daphne Keene, who plays the young girl who turns out to be... His daughter. His daughter. And it's a dark, dim, yeah, grim mm-hmm. look at Bleak. that world. Bleak. Yeah, I think it's cool. I guess my thing is they finally went full rated R after the success yes. of Deadpool. So they got Wolverine finally like using his claws to hurt people, not just to like pick locks and shit. You right. Know? That's how they always do. That's what they used to do with Ninja Turtles in the cartoons. Leonardo would have katanas and shit, and he would use it to like hit a fire hydrant. You know? Yeah. Why don't you stab someone? Cut someone's fucking head off, man. <laughs> like, no, no, this is PG thirteen. Yeah. Can't have you cut someone's head. Off. It's a katana sword. It's what it's yeah. made for. Same with Wolverine's claws. Like, let's have him chop people up, please. Yes. No, you know. And he does. And he does finally. Yeah. I guess my. My only thing is like let's do that film but not make it like leaving las vegas you know what it's I mean? true it was it's sad it's sad it never it's a one tone sort of it's a moving film i guess but i just want it would be cool to see an x movie like that style that just isn't you know nicholas cage and leaving las vegas well i don't think that's going to be happening in the rise of the phoenix like in the rise or, of the disney yeah buying fox and taking everything over that's another thing that would make the list. Yeah, let's talk about that, actually. That's, yeah, that, uh, that is making the list. Disney buys Fox. $54 billion for yep. everything. They get X-Men. They get Simpsons. Disney owns the Simpsons now, people. That's weird. Boo. It's, it's not okay. Uh, they own Alien, the whole Alien franchise. They own... Avatar. Deadpool. They own Deadpool, and- X-Men, uh, Fantastic Four. They own... Yeah, yeah. They're basically- so they can put those universes together, which they will. I'm sure they will. And of course, everybody that uh, someone over at Disney said, "Oh, Deadpool can stay rated R," and everyone's like, "Promise?" Because is that mm, what they said? Yeah, they said that it that he committed to it. I forget. Well, the it executive. made a fucking hundred million dollars. You yeah. know what I mean? And it cost way less than most superhero movies cost. You know, that was a smaller budget because it was rated R, and it made it gangbusters in the theater yeah you know i think people can handle a rated r movie remember when we saw it it was all children yeah and it was rated r it was all children and one adult you know what i mean so who cares speaking of it we're not including the movie on our list but we are including the warner brothers experience in which we did the it humboldt house and many other things it was like a sort of trial run of a sort of haunted experience like how Universal Studios does, but it was on the Warner Brothers back lot. And I have to say, it was probably one of the my favorite ones that I've ever done. Yep. Especially next to the uh, theme park ones. Because this was like smaller scale, less people, more adult, more s- seemingly sophisticated. It right. might have just been because there's a lack of people 
you know, it's not 10,000 people. It might have been 1,000. You know what I mean? Yep. It's a smaller place. It's You're literally, like, on their back lot in what is can be compared to a suburban street with a cul-de-sac and a gazebo. And lot less people then because we did Horror Nights. Yeah, And we horrible. hated it. And we did a review of how much we hated it. Halloween but, horrible nights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was awful. But this was wonderful. And we did. We actually got to go through that house experience twice. twice because there wasn't that many people there. Yeah. It was fun, the It House. And that thing sold out on, on Hollywood and Vine. No one could get tickets I for know. it. I know. It was the same experience. No. To it. It and was, then you go there, you get to do it twice. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's a, it was a lot of fun. There was bar, there was liquor. You could get a beer yep. and not wait in an, an hour And there were food line. trucks, good food trucks. Good food trucks, music, a DJ. And it was open, it was kind of had the town square from um, it was. Back to the Future. Yeah, it was something like that. And it felt like that. It it was all set up there and then there was, they what dressed were the it other ones Halloween. we wanted to? There was to. The Conjuring. The, that, that was, was super great. cool. Scary. And the haunts were a lot more uh, sort of personal because there's less people yep. going in at a time you know what i mean so which really makes the difference that I makes mean, all the difference it completely when you have to go like shuffling in a line like cattle and you're like so close to the person in front of you miss everything you know it's sort of like scared. Boo, scared next yeah boo, scary next yeah it's what it didn't didn't wasn't like that and you got to do their sort of like halloween backlot tour where you get on the the oh, golf cart too. and they take you through and they have sort of like their Halloween destinations where this scary movie was shot here and yep. that's where they filmed Baby Jane and yeah it was uh, awesome it was great and I would do it again anytime yeah highly recommend that if you are happen to be during the Halloween season which really starts in September mm-hmm. in Los Angeles mm-hmm. uh, it was awesome. go to the Warner Brothers uh, experience don't go to the others yeah, and it's cheaper too much, much cheaper. cheaper and it, you could be there all night it's yeah. not like they close you know it's open till about 11 o'clock or something yep. and you get to do their already uh, you know their uh, tour their inside tour where they, you can see the Oscars you can ride the bat bike you can ride the Harry Potter broom and yep. shit like stuff oh yeah that, and we have yeah, pictures of that that was so much already fun existing, <laughs> yeah, and on their lot you know so yeah it was great uh John Wick 2 came out in 2017, and we loved it. Yeah, it kicked ass. Yep. It really lived up to the hype of the first film, and then some. I really, I enjoy yeah. that, and I'm, I can't wait for the third one, you know? We love Keanu. I mean, we were talking yeah. about the other night because we were re-watching it and watching his stunt sequences and just the way he moves and how he really... He trained. Like, you buy it yeah and he did some serious training like he was doing gracie jiu-jitsu and was he yeah man i remember i well i watched a clip of joe rogan talking about it with coco diaz mm-hmm. and, they, and joe was talking about like yeah man he was not like he was out there really training joe's a brazilian jiu-jitsu black right. belt for god's sake that's right you right know? yeah and so they incorporate all that jiu-jitsu with freaking the gun to the head arm bar bullet to the head you know so it's like keanu was like putting in the work man especially for a guy that's already did the matrix yeah and he has matrix money yeah to go and really get his hands dirty on a film for a passion project interesting guy i mean because you know he was made fun of a lot in the beginning about his acting and And then he just really worked at it and you really started to see that it wasn't that he was bad that he was good actually that like Mm -hmm. i mean there's people argue back and forth but there's he he really honed his craft and he also does these movies that are completely the opposite of that like Mm -hmm. you know he showed up in that remember that freaking Nancy, whatever Myers movie, Pelosi? something's got to give. Oh, really? <laughs> Where he plays Diane Keaton's love interest, the young doctor. I mean, he'll do things like that. He'll do these sort of romantic comedies or do an indie film, and then he'll do John and, yeah, Wick Man and of Tai Chi. Yeah, Forty Seven Ronin bombed. But yeah, that wasn't a good movie. But that you know, uh, and he's, he's doing Bill and Ted three now i guess yeah it's happening which it is happening i can't I, imagine i know i don't know if the millennials are even going to know what it is you know what i mean maybe maybe Probably it might not. be like a thing that that's become a hipster thing retroactively to watch, yeah, yeah but you got to hand it to the guy he's sort of like a matthew mcconaughey where he sort of had a he got to really be one kind of person in hollywood and then get to sort of reimagine himself yeah he just does what he wants he has like a motorcycle custom motorcycle yeah business. i've seen that yeah yeah man that guy's he's yeah, cool he's great uh 
Let's lighten it up with Lego Batman. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. We ended up getting to go to the premiere sort of accidentally. Yeah, that was awesome. That's like a highlight of the show. Yep. Because there's, I remember that we go, we'll walk up there. It's in Westwood at that theater. They do a lot of premieres there. they do a lot of premieres, yeah. And we walk up and there's like this ding dong line like a block away for press. And I'm like, we're not waiting in this fucking stupid line. Yeah. And then we literally walk up to like the VIP check-in by the red carpet. And we're like, yes, we're here for our tickets. Please. <laughs> and we gave our like we're on the press list and we give their name like oh they're not here and like yeah the press is over there in the shitty or line or something yeah. but then we were like oh well oh okay and then sure enough one of the little like interns came like oh we have two extra tickets because a lot of people people are already inside you know right and so we get the tickets we walk in and we're sitting one row in front of like mariah carey and her kids kids yeah her security the whole cast was there. everyone was there rosario dawson was there will terry cruz was there yeah will arnett will arnett was there of course batman yeah he Um, plays batman uh, Justin Justin Thoreau, Thoreau was there yeah he was there man it, that was great and it was actually a really fun movie better than Justice yeah. League it was it was more fun than Justice League and more of a complete story and unfortunately the follow up Ninjago was a big bust yeah I think they got a little greedy with that but like, nobody really knows Lego Ninjago except for kids right so there's not going to be a lot of crossover but yeah. Lego Batman was so much fun and entertaining. I could watch it a million times. Loved it. Yeah, I was surprised about yeah. it because I like it more than the actual Lego movie. The Lego yeah, Batman movie. I agree. Movie. Way it, better. Way better. It was so much more fun. Yeah, it was. And, that, and Will Arnett as Batman is really entertaining. Yeah, he does a good job. I mean, man. his actually, he him in the Lego movie was one of my favorite things about That's the That's the thing. Movie. So yeah. you watch the Lego movie, you're like, let's make a Lego Batman movie. It's like a no-brainer. Yeah. You know? And it's funny because we saw them do the panel and it was so insignificant in 2016 at Comic-Con where yeah, he's was just sitting there everything. with Conan yeah. talking about it. And, and that actually turned out to be one of their biggest successes so well, yeah because it was like king arthur and all these other movies that, that like bombed, bombed and yeah then lego batman <laughs> was a resounding success right and a pretty cool movie very cool yeah uh speaking of justin thoreau justin thoreau the leftovers uh final season very uh high up on this list um anyone who listens to our show regularly knows we are huge fans of the leftovers yeah we did a week leftovers recap which you can go listen to and yep. The final season delivered. Oh my god, it was incredible. I fucking really like that show. I like that the world they create. Yeah, Uh, Lindelof, Lindelof, Damon Lindelof. Yeah, yeah, man, he's awesome. He did the panel for Twin Peaks at Comic Con. That was really cool. Yeah, and didn't he talk about? Yeah, 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 he's like there would be no leftovers without Twin Peaks. He said. Yeah. Well, he's right. I mean, it definitely seems like it was born out of it, but made into its own. I mean. It's definitely, you know, it's something you have to stick with, watch the first season and sort of you might watch a few episodes and be like, this is weird, but you you got to stick with it. Yeah, um, you might even like like return to it because that's what happened to me. I like watched a few episodes. And I'm like, um, and I stopped and I caught up on HBO Go and I was like, oh, like, oh shit. And then by the end of the first season, I was like really excited for the second season. Yeah. And the second season was awesome. And then the third season, I feel like sort of held up the benchmark for the series. And I think it's one of the most unique television experiences ever. ever. Yeah, ever. And I mean, this year, the perf- they were robbed by the Emmys and Every the Golden year. Globes. Yeah. They, their, the performances of that show, Anne Dowd, who mm-hmm. was recognized for The Handmaid's Tale, but not for this. I mean, she her performance in the series in general was... Incredible. Phenomenal. And Justin Thoreau. Yeah, he should have he been nominated. Won. My God. Yeah, won. He should have won several awards for this. Yeah, I'm man. stunned. I remember um, at an event talking to Jay Rowey, who's a friend. He's the um, president of Episodic at HBO. And I said, you oh, know, is he? little I, name drop. Little name drop. You know him too. Um, I remember saying to him, you know, I, The Leftovers, I think, is the best thing you guys have ever done outside of Thrones yeah, and, like, know, and Sopranos. Yeah. And he looked at me and he was like, really? And I'm like, don't you know that does like, nobody like this show do, what do, the fuck because they really didn't promote it no the way you know it wasn't sort of singled out as a show that's really as incredible as i think it really was no it was just sort of part of their like catalog and we have yeah. this show called the leftovers it's literally called the leftovers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's how they view it at hbo <laughs> and then we have this you can watch this it's kind of weird we don't really get it but we signed off on it so yeah 
Yeah, but it's definitely worth not getting. Well, and speaking of sort of quirky shows that you have to kind of get into, Mindhunter. Mindhunter was on cool. On Netflix. Yeah, you kind of stick with it. It's not, um, you know, it doesn't beat you over the head with serial killer images and this sort of thing, but it's a cool time period. Yeah, it's a, it's the early 70s. Yeah. And it's it follows uh, two FBI profilers who really basically create the pro, like you know criminal minds the profilers it's uh, stars holt mccallany um McCallany and jonathan groff um holt you've seen in many things he was in justice league um yeah he plays the criminal the crook in the beginning of justice yeah. league that batman gets the information from which is kind of an odd cameo it's just the one scene he plays a sort of cat burglar yeah. that gets interrogated by batman but that guy's awesome and he's been in ship for years he's, you'd recognize him immediately and this is Fincher's show. David Fincher. Say. That's yeah. the other he thing. He directs so. several episodes. He, um, I think he was the creator of it. And it's got that Fincher kind of dark, you know, the mood of it is very David yeah. Fincher. It's good. It's uh, really entertaining. And they, they're, they're literally interviewing and learning to create the blueprint for profiling serial killers. Serial killers. They create the term serial killer. Yeah. At first it was like... Yes. Uh, what was it? Well, it was there, a different and, term than they, they they finally yes, come. What was the first term? It was, I don't know. It was like freaking. Uh, I don't know. Copycat, not copycat killer. Something. But they're aided by a, a psychologist played by um, Anna Torv, who reminded us a lot of um, the same woman in the the, the woman Carrie in the left. Carrie they're like Coons. sisters. Yeah, they or look something. a lot alike, and, and her they, performance is great. It's very similar to Carrie Coons. Yeah, performance. and she's helping them put this together it's well it's, she believes in it she's like you guys are on to something yeah and everyone was against them like interviewing these killers right like, why would what could you possibly want from charles manson right everyone thinks that this guy's He's like not a, a nut on the list but no but that way in the yeah. first couple episodes he keeps wanting to interview charles right. manson and you don't they but they inter- interview a bunch of real life killers and that they recreate yeah. these interviews that you can actually watch on youtube uh, like the real interviews, yeah. It's, and, it's you know, pretty chilling too. Yeah, it is, man. It's a it's a cool little series, and it, they're already doing season two. It's uh, Netflix greenlit it, which isn't saying much, yeah. but that's what Netflix <laughs> does. No, but it's one of their finer it ones is, to yeah. have greenlit, so you can watch all ten of those episodes right now. Uh, Thrones. We are not putting Thrones on the list in, as in its entirety. However, we are putting on the list episode seven hundred four, "The Spoils of War," which was the episode in which uh, Danny comes with all three dragons. We got to see the dragons in full dragon action. Yeah, man, and fights Jamie and his army in a battle. Yeah, full battle, not saving somebody or dropping somebody off or going to the dragon car wash or whatever they do. <laughs> it's like no they're going to war well and the coolest thing Feeding about it is watching the dothraki like jump up on the horse the way they fight well they talk about how they modeled the different tribes after different real life you know mongols and you know the way the english fought is like how the lannisters fight the way the dothraki fight is a little more like the mongol horde and this sort of thing and you see it the way yeah. they can shoot uh, uh, archery off a horseback and this sort of thing and how, how uh, in, in sync they are with their horses and stuff and they have like bladed weapons for slashing as opposed to stabbing. It's not good against armor. They wear a lot of like leather light armor and stuff. Mm-hmm. So to see the Dothraki fight against like a sort of old English style of, uh, you know, war against the Lannisters and these dragons come yeah. in. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. It's it was, incredible. It, it's one of the most... I mean, there's many... You know, obviously, we could talk about the Battle of the Bastards and we could talk about... Was that this year? 2017? No, that was last season. Um, uh, And Hardum. There's some amazing things on Thrones. Sure. But this was one of the greatest things I've ever seen on television. Really. And one of the greatest things in the series and definitely the greatest moment of uh, the season, I would say. Absolutely. And, I mean, just to sort of clarify why we're not giving the entire series... Season. Season into this list, because, quite honestly, there was a lot of bullshit on Thrones this year. Yeah, that people were, like, becoming well aware of. You know, yeah, it's not, holes. Plot yeah, holes. It's not like Big the ones. diehard fans are like, what's going on? It was, like, regular people on Twitter, like, what the fuck? Yeah. How did, they, how did that bird fly, you know... I remember that they send the crow and it makes it to the, yeah. you know the wall. It 
in an hour. You well, know that I mean? episode in particular where they get stranded behind the wall and that's when the dragon becomes a zombie dragon. Th- there are so many holes in that episode. It's not. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, they're just sort of rushing through stuff. And you can tell as a fan. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. You're like, oh, okay. That should have been like a three-episode arc. And right. it's like one episode or a half an episode or yeah. something. You know, so... It's, yeah, I, I don't think you could put the whole season up as something, but there's there are some big moments in this in that uh, season this year. All right, let's move on to Wonder Woman. Yes, Wonder near Woman. and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has definitely been the year of the woman, as you know, Time Magazine noted with uh, their cover. Yeah, and with everything that's come out this year, that's a big thing for 2017. Yep, the fucking off the fall of like the powerful men in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, I never thought we'd see that happen in our lifetimes. No. Or, no, especially at all. having experienced some of it myself. Yeah, not in Hollywood, but in your well, own Well, in Hollywood too. And okay, <laughs> and in Hollywood. How about that? Well, yeah, that's but, not surprising. Um Wonder Woman made over 100 million at the box office and it's opening weekend. Yep. Not not overall. It beat Justice League. I know. Which is saying something. And and honestly, really, Wonder Woman is the only thing saving DC right now. Yeah, I think people realize that the, it's success and then also that it's probably one of their more competent movies. Yes. Like, forget good or bad. It's just sort of like an actual film that yes. didn't feel like it's a fucking like, Frankenstein show yes. pieced together last minute exactly. with all these executives changing their minds at the last second. Yeah. And you get this freaking fractured, fragmented film that we're supposed to sit through and be like, I, uh, what? Like, Suicide Squad. Like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Yeah. What the fuck we, is yeah. this? Ugh. Yeah, and so, yeah, the fact that Wonder Woman was, like, an actual film it's at all. It's a complete vision and film. Patty Jenkins really had, you know, she knew what she wanted to do with it, and she executed it. And, and she got and, to do it, yep, uh, it seems. They like, let her do it. Right. They didn't come in every five, uh, you know, every month and say, oh, no, we, we, we think maybe we should not do that now. No, they, the, the smartest thing they did was to hire her and let her do what she wanted with it. And Gal Gadot does a great job as Wonder Woman. You Like, I when we first heard about who was going to play her, because she was going to be Justice League first. I was like, fuck no, because she was too, I think she was too skinny. Too skinny, too pretty. You um, know, well, yeah. I mean, Linda Carter's gorgeous. Yeah, but Linda Carter looks, she's Look, pretty. She looks like capable. She capable, yeah, man. But Gal Gadot it's, sold it. I think, like, she yeah, sold yeah, it. Yeah, she did. Yeah, man. And you really and It's a lot of responsibility, it. man. Yeah. That, that character, and it's never really been to the big screen before, and it's had a lot of misses with, the, you know, that josh whedon wonder woman that didn't work right. and the david kelly one or david didn't, kelly yeah. yeah david kelly one that didn't work they never even saw the light of day right you know so there was a lot of pressure and you know she had to step into that role yeah uh, you know make it work and it was all on her shoulders in a lot of respects and she did it and she did it man and it yeah. brought a lot of people out a lot of people that don't like superhero movies a lot of women that don't l- yes. like superhero there were film. viewing part people went in yeah. groups just to for see like it. S- the symbolism of it yeah like you know, people made people feel good, made women feel good, you know, and that's and it was it showed in the box office is very successful, far more successful than Justice League and it had far more like natural buzz than Justice League. Absolutely. They couldn't get the buzz going for Justice League. I know. It just didn't like like Avengers. Too close to Thor, maybe? I guess. But like that's we talked about that, like one character in Marvel's universe beats like all the best characters in DC. Yes. I mean, we that's are sad. No, like if you listen to our show, you know, we are DC fans. Fuck yeah, we are. We love. Love DC, love the characters. Yep. I'm a, you know, you love Batman. I love Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. You love the Joker, like, mm-hmm. but totally, it, it, absolutely, those characters in the Justice League are more interesting than the Marvel characters. Now that said, and I've defended DC films because I love DC so much. Marvel has the better blueprint for making these movies. I, yeah, I think now that after Justice League, sort of. Like not, it wasn't a failure. It still made money. It made its money back. It's it was. And we didn't panned. hate it. We didn't hate it. It was sort of lukewarm. It was, it was you know seventy yeah. out of a hundred kind of thing. Right. But I think with this, it's like okay, there's we're no longer like in direct competition. Like you have to take your hat out of the ring, DC. And yeah. You're no longer going film for film with Marvel anymore. It's right. Sort of. It's just played out that way. Well, and speaking of Marvel, we're gonna talk about Taika Waititi, who is the director of. Thor three. Thor 3, and he himself made the list uh, because he is one of the most interesting folks to watch yeah. for the future and also 
go watch his films. The Hunt for the Wilder People was one of our top reviewed films of all time. I think we gave it a 10. I love that movie. And I love that film. Uh, it's And it couldn't be further away from something like Thor. Right. You know what I mean? Which is so cool that he got to do Thor and he got to put at least some of his humor and vision into it. Because yeah. Marvel's a well-oiled machine. They don't need new ideas and new visions. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the fact that he got to insert some of his humor into it, some of his visual stuff, which I'm sure he had a hand in, the music, which was done by uh, one of the Devo guys who scored it you know, from the band Devo. Yeah. Which is also really cool. The music was really different than... Um, any, of, any Marvel thing. Any Marvel thing. Any of the Brian thing. Tyler stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> God love We him. love Brian Tyler. Brian Tyler. What a character. But we also saw Taika uh, at... Comic-Con. Uh, Comic-Con. And he wore that uh, pineapple onesie. onesie? Pineapple <laughs> romper. And it he was, was like hilarious. cracking on everybody. He's like, I finally got... Uh, this nice Australian lady, Kate Blanchett, the break she deserves. Shit <laughs> <laughs> like that. Making fun of uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth because he's Australian. Yeah. It's like, I can't hold that against him, you know? And, uh, just one clarification. Mark Mothersbaugh was is the was lead singer Devo, of Devo. Right. And he, he scored this film. and It's awesome. It's uh, Yeah. I mean, but the reason we're talking about Taika in particular, although we did really like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was good. It, it's just, he's a very... Funny, smart, interesting director. Uh, he's got a lot of cool... You know, he did What We Do in the Shadows. And they're doing a second one. Yep. And it's going to focus on the werewolves, right? Yeah, we are wolves. <laughs> and uh, he's doing... I guess he's doing some sort of like Nazi comedy that he's written. What? Yeah, it's like a sort of... I'm going to guess like a Mel Brooksy thing. Because oh, he's also Jewish, which a lot of people... Jewish, right? Half yeah. Jewish is like his mother's maiden name is And Cohen. Maori. He's and, Ma- yeah, he's yeah. Jewish and Maori, yeah. which is the funniest combination ever and uh, that's so funny so uh, you know i'm not he's surprised a that he's genius yeah he really is and it's cool that he's gotten this has sort of been his year in yeah. a lot of respects in the last couple and he just keeps doing it you know so. and we were excited for thor because of him quite frankly that's it that's the only reason and because we got to see that short at comic-con yeah which was really which funny was very funny it was because yeah. you know uh thor wasn't in thor and the hulk weren't in civil war and so they did that's this right. like oh, that's comedy right. sketch what about were they doing? what were they doing yeah. <laughs> together hanging out in Australia. Yeah. And Taika directed that and we saw that and it's like if that this new movie is anything like this short, it's going to be a lot of fun. And it was. It was fun. It's not my favorite uh, Marvel movie, but it, it was a fun movie. And yep. it was, a, you know, unique enough that it sort of stands out, that, uh, you know, as a Taika film, as a Taika directed film. Yeah. Which is cool. Well, so Comic-Con... Uh, in itself is on our list this year's yeah. comic-con there were many different highlights from it we're going to kind of have comic-con be its own but we'll sort of go through a couple of the highlights from that uh which was aquaman yeah jason momoa running through the crowd the panel to voodoo of child yeah <laughs> yeah with his fucking trident calling chris hardwick aqualad yeah it was pretty awesome you know, he wasn't wearing shoes. He had his hair fucking blowing in the wind. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, he didn't have shoes on. Yeah, he, he did super like, so like Hawaiian. Cool. Yeah, man, with the trident, and everyone was losing their fucking minds. Yeah, that was great. That was like a fucking rock star moment, man. I love that shit. Other great moments were uh, Steven Spielberg coming out for the Ready Player One panel doing an interview. Yeah, doing a short interview. He direct. He's directing it. It comes out in 2018, and. It was just very cool to hear him talk about it, and he's so humble. You see him in person, you know? yeah. yeah. He's like, what? What do you do when you're Steven Spielberg? Have a big ego, be yeah. a jerk, you know? <laughs> like, why? Uh, uh, Barb from the audience. Oh yeah, she stood in the audience a question Stranger line Things panel, and she was wearing a mask. And then she's she asked, "Is like, is there going to be a bar? Is Bar going to be in season two? And she takes the mask off. Yes, yeah, Barb. Barb. And then she went up on stage Fan with the rest favorite. of the cast. Yeah, it was very nice. Fun, like, I'm stuff actually like that's wearing fun. a Barb shirt right now. You always wear that shirt. <laughs> when is there a time you're not wearing that uh, shirt? Shut up. Um, it's starting to smell. <laughs> He's lying, folks. Uh, the We saw the Black Panther trailer for the first time there. The cast saw the trailer and for the, the first ca- time. And that's that what made it what, so that fun. That was what the moment was so exciting because that was their first time seeing the trailer. Unfortunately, they had to stand under it and it's not yeah, a very good viewing experience. They all experience. do that. It's funny. They like sit down or they lay down yeah. on that stage. It's really funny. 
Yeah, and they saw it for the first time, and that Kendrick fucking Lamar song comes on in the, in the thing. People were losing it. The crowd right. was going wild, man, and the crack, the cast was going wild. They, the ca- were, they fucking were high-fiving they- and hugging and sh- dancing with each other yeah. and shit. It was quite the experience. That you know? was exciting, and I'm very excited to for see that, that film. film. Yeah. yeah, and that film will probably do better than Justice League. I on think its it own. will. It's clearly, yeah, it definitely <laughs> It looks will. pretty unique. Again, they're having you know hiring these independent directors, and that that seems to be the key. The ones that are really, you know, working are when they hire kind of people with independent visions. Yep. And they can pay them less. Uh, another big moment at Comic-Con was Halle Berry supposedly swigging a pint of swigging, whiskey. Guzzling. Guzzling. Chugging. A pint full of uh, at, Kingsman whiskey. At the Kingsman Golden Circle panel, which was a very fun panel. It and was. That was this that was one of the things that started, kicked off our Comic-Con because it was on Thursday morning. And they were so into it. And sometimes people get up there and they're like, uh, they're kind of crummy, yeah. They're crummy. Sometimes. But they were so excited and, and it was into Jeff it. Bridges, it was Halle Jeff- Berry, yes. Channing Tatum, Taron yeah. Egerton, Colin Firth, Pedro Pascal. It was yeah, fucking big, it was amazing. Everybody panel. but Julianne Moore was there. And, oh you yeah, know, right. The yeah. movie itself didn't really live up to the hype. It was okay. It was fine. It was fine. The first one's yeah. better. I guess that's what happens when of the first course. one's better. Then you're like, Maybe okay, the third one will be. They're definitely better. doing it. They've already started sort sometimes of pre-production. The third is better. Yeah, than I the think second. so. The second yeah. one sometimes sophomore slump. Sophomore slump. Um, and then I, you know. This is going to lead up to our absolute number one on our list for the year. Uh, yeah. Harrison Ford on the Blade Runner 2049 panel was asked by a kid in the audience. Yeah, and that became a little viral moment. He just he said, "Are you gonna? Are you planning to like reboot every movie you've ever done or something?" And he's like, "You're goddamn right." Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. It was one of the greatest Everybody moments. And yeah, we were there for that, right in the fucking press pit kit, man. Yeah, like the there press, we were, whatever. right, seeing, yeah. right, ten stroke hey, arm ten lengths away. away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that moment was funny, man. That uh, was just, yeah, that was a good Hall H this year. It was a good Hall H. I think we've decided that we can't spend all our time in Hall H. No, because you year. will. You'll be like, you oh my god, it's five much. p.m. Yeah, yeah. It's, we spent the whole day here, and some of the shit we can miss, like the Game of Thrones, is kind of dull. Like Walking Dead, we've seen a bunch of times. Westworld panel Westworld was, was a bummer. bummer. <laughs> like every fucking person on the cast. Well, was they there. had a bad host of it. Who, I it was Reggie Watts, which is weird. And I like Reggie Watts, but he didn't do a good job because, for one thing, he didn't let them. He asked questions that like film students. Yeah, would it ask. seemed more like a James Lipton. Like he was yeah. really going theory and like, dude, this isn't a one-on-one. There's like twenty people well, up and he, there, and they were always being answered by the creators. And yeah. so the cast wasn't speaking, and the audience wants to talk to the cast. Yeah, that's what they wanted. Yeah, you that wanna, was like a, a big couple miss. questions from the creators, and then you want to hear the Ed Harris and everybody else go on, and James Marsden, and you want to hear them talk. They're right. here, you know. What the fuck, man? Well, and that's why the Kingsman panel was so great because Jonathan. The, the, the Jonathan Price. No, no. The, Jonathan. I forget the guy. He's a British. He's like Johnny, the British. He's a British Fallon. David Letterman. Yeah, he's like the British. Yeah, Carson. For God's sake. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's too. hilarious, and his wife was one of the writer. Or she mm-hmm. did the, the. Yeah, she did. Yeah, the she did the original. Or, no, the the graphic novel, or she did the original story for it, or something. Screenplay. She's yes, a screen, screenplay. She's a screenwriter. Yeah, she's a screenwriter. And they because he's a stand up and he's hilarious. And it's talk funny. show host. Yeah, you know? I mean because Conan does an amazing panel at Comic Con. Yeah, and Craig Ferguson did one one year and he was awesome. He, yeah, there's a certain fucking type that needs to do those. You know, to keep it. You know, and Chris Hardwick got he into does him. He does it, a good he job. He does it, and he works real hard at Comic Con. Oh God, he's yeah, busy. he's all, he's all over Comic-Con. the place. He does a good job at that too. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah! All right, so our number one pick, number one for 2017 of movies, TV shows, moments. Drum roll, please. Balls, 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 Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, it is absolutely. You look back on the year, that's the best film or TV experience of the year, yes. in my opinion. I in mine too. It's yeah, it's definitely maybe one of the coolest movies of, you know, recent cinema. Yeah. I was really surprised and it didn't get the the uh the box office acclaim. It got the critical acclaim. It absolutely got 
tons of critical acclaim and it's not it's sort of what's happening when they open in the summer they should have had it open now they should have considered it, didn't it open more, in the summer oh in the fall right yeah it was, yeah, the, it was fall. the fall but it, it kind of got lost because now it's not up for oscar Anything. consideration although yeah, it should be it should have came out yeah like december november yeah and been more of like an oscar film because it is it they could be cin- it could that. be best director, best cinematographer, you know, best art direction, or uh, uh, you know, the list goes on. Best costume design. It's a fucking brilliant film, and the sort of singular vision of the director. It's there throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and it's fucking Den- brilliant. Denny Villeneuve, Villeneuve, Nueva, who did Arrival and Sicario, and Sicario, the first Sicario, yep. which those are like. You know, Sicario is one of my favorite movies, I think. And yeah. Rival's a really good film. Yeah, it's a great film. Great film, you know. And uh, yeah, it's a bummer that this didn't connect with audiences. I don't know if it's Ryan Gosling isn't as much of a draw because he did a really good job in the movie, better than I thought he would do, to be right. honest. Especially because he was kind of a turkey at the panel, which sort of. He had, was a turkey. He was sort panel. of a turkey at the panel. He yeah, was like a he, panel turkey. He said this thing that was so obnoxious. He made reference to the Avengers and he was at the warner brothers pan yeah he was it was the warner brothers time slot yeah and chris hardwick even said he like don't you mean uh, justice league, you mean justice at league? Least? And he's like i don't he's know like, man uh, i'm not a comic book nerd, but though. i go that aside he was great in the film yeah so is harrison ford yeah. i mean harrison ford could get an oscar nod for that yeah he could he man could. it's a fucking and batista's awesome in it oh my god right that was amazing performance by batista yeah we went on and on about batista yeah. in our review we did a review on it yeah we'll go you can hear more in depth about what we thought of it and lenny james is awesome in it and the, the female uh replicant uh who's now in the new dragon tattoo movie she's in, who she was awesome she in it. was a stand that was a stand-up performance yeah yeah man i got it that yeah that's probably my favorite movie of this year absolutely like far and away really yeah and i to be honest i wasn't thrilled to see it because of the hype i thought okay here we go another reboot let's go we'll go see it we'll be like fuck this movie or oh, it was okay but the first one's clearly better but right i mean i guess the first one is better but it's not because this one isn't amazing this yeah. movie is incredible and it's I, I felt it wasn't too long like, right a lot of people yeah i liked it but don't you think it was a little too long Hell i was like no no, no not no. really i felt like it was more like a 2001 space odyssey thing i was on board i didn't mind the like long establishing shots and i the, loved the, it the, the like uh fucking uh, location uh, sort of sweeping shots and stuff yeah and all the different color grading when they're in vegas oh and, it was incredible yes yeah, i mean the, the production design the cinematography are uh, they are the oscar winners this year i mean i remember we mm-hmm. said it in the review there we were like there's your oscar winners sure. but i don't know if that's going to happen because it's kind of not being buzzed about right nah, now it stinks i yeah. know i hate when that happens jared leto was really good as the you know bad guy you know whatever he was he was good and i didn't like him as the joker at all no 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 uh couple honorable mentions mm-hmm. uh stranger things too which i we can't put 100% on this list because we weren't that excited about this season. But the final episode was pretty cool. We weren't that excited uh, watching it. Yeah. I was stoked to see it. I was like, it was on the queue, you know, let's right. go watch the Stranger Things. But um, yeah, I, I think it sort of was rushed to market. It sort of suffered from the true detective thing. Yeah. The first one was like this complete story that they put all this love and care into, and it became this resounding success. So yep. they had to quickly rush to get the second one done, and it it suffered for it. Right. And again, it's a great, it's a big undertaking. Like you said, by the end of it, you know that last episode and the final scene, and she's closing the void or whatever the fuck. You're like, okay, like this is pretty cool. Like you know, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a great, you know, high production value, but it didn't have the same charm or sort of like. Uh, 80 Spielberg magic that, right. that the original season had and that's what people that's what drew people to it you know yep. it was sort of like there but it it was it's, it was sort of aware of itself that it's there kind of thing so it wasn't there yeah i, I mean 11's cool uh david harbour's awesome mm-hmm. S- love that relationship i i'm very excited to see hellboy Fuck yeah. With him. Yeah, that but, looks cool. But yeah, man. watching it was kind of meh. Nah, yeah. Yeah. But and I do want to say, I want to honorable mention the Stranger Things mobile game because that is fucking incredible. Yeah? It's an incredible little game. 
It's free for starters. There's no ads and there's no in-app purchases. And it's designed to play like a Super Nintendo Legend of Zelda game with dungeons. Oh, really? And each different character has a different skill. And as you unlock dungeons, you get a, you go, you'll get Dustin and he can do this. And Caleb has a slingshot and, and uh, Mike has a flashlight and uh, Sheriff Hopper has his like super punch. And each one, you go to the upside down and then you come oh back. Oh my God, it sounds so fun. It's fucking awesome. And the way they design it is really user-friendly on a phone because there's no digital directional pad it's all you you touch the screen to move the character yeah. and to engage oh. in fights yeah and so it takes up a lot less real estate on, and digital i don't know if anyone who plays uh mobile games i don't really but yeah, like on emulators a digital pad sucks like it's really hard to maneuver yeah so the way they designed it is just you just touch the screen to move your character around and it's like uh, retro graphics with the retro 8-bit music and the retro uh, Super Nintendo look. And I'm like 40% through. You have, you have all these little sub-quests to yeah. beef up your character. Mike's, all the characters are in it. It's fucking the whole sort of... Uh, uh, Stranger Things Town is the backdrop. Wow. And it's free. And it, it really plays like an old school Nintendo game. That's awesome. It's fucking better than the second season of the show. Wow. I'm like more into it. I'm almost, I'm going to play it through the whole game. <laughs> That's cool. Like a, it's like a di- downloading something. I want to play it. It's awesome. It's free. You download on your phone. All right. Yeah, man. And it's it's really easy to, to get. You know, you have to fight. You have to fight bosses. There's boss battles in each really? like, dungeon. Yeah. It's just cool. And like they sort of, they have, have uh, you know like the pumpkin patch from the second yeah, season? Yeah. So it's the second season. Too. There's oh, Max so they in do it. Both. It's okay. both seasons. Yeah, it's fucking really good. All right. Will can go through uh, tight little spaces because he's small. Like that's his. You know, each one has a special skill kind of thing. Yeah. It's a cool sort of retro game experience that I don't know who made it, but I want to shout out the developers because they got it right on the money. And thank you for not, you know, you could have paid like three, four ninety nine for this game because there's no in-app purchases and there's no advertisements. Yeah. It's not like after you beat a level, it's like buy snacky s'mores or whatever. Really? Nothing. It's just. So uh, how is it being paid? Like how I are they monetizing know. it? Netflix. Just, everything's free. Yeah, I don't know. How and, is Netflix able to make any money? Seriously. Well, yeah, man. They have these secret collectibles. You have to collect waffles. At, really? Yeah, yeah. Every time you beat a, a dungeon, you get a waffle. And once you collect the eight waffles, you put them in Sheriff, Whopper, uh, Sheriff Hopper's locker in the whopper (laughs) waffle whopper hopper locker and you put them in there and once you put the eight waffles into the the locker in the woods that's how you like unlock 11 so you can get her powers that's awesome it's really smart and it's clever and it's uh kitschy and it's but it's competent game design which i really geek out on because i grew up playing all those nes games and super nintendo games and i still do (laughs) that's it on my 3ds uh one more uh honorable mention alien covenant yeah i think that's honorably mentioned yeah Uh, you know i liked it i think a lot more than the other fan boy people i think a lot of people sort of are uh overly critical of it there's a lot of moments in that film that I enjoyed. I thought were yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't. I wouldn't put it on the list. It's definitely honorable mention. But I, I, I was pleasantly very surprised by that film. Me too. I didn't really care about it. Right. Like up leading up to it, I'm like, okay. Well, they over promoted it. Yeah, like life. Oh, that's the other member. Life. That, that will be another honorable, honorable mention. mention. I forgot um, about life. The film Life, which stars uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. And Ryan Reynolds moment, for a moment, for Ryan a moment. Reynolds and a bunch of other folks, and it's a similar. I mean, they're it came out at create, the same time too, and they overpromoted it. And they killed me with it because at first I'm like, I want to see this, and then every time we turn on the TV or went to a movie, it was the yeah. same trailer. I'm like, okay, now I don't want to see this movie anymore. And then when we finally saw it on Amazon for 99 cents, it was like one of the best it's sci-fi really movies. Really good sci-fi film. Fuck yeah, yeah. And it's a horror sci-fi and that's horror. Streaming. So there's there's. And it's better than Covenant, really. Yeah, it is better, and it's good. Like if you didn't really like Covenant, and you but you want to get that, go see this life movie. Yeah, man. it's you fucking can str- cool. Yeah, you can stream it right now. It's, it's awesome. Definitely I think worth it's free it. now. It's on. It's Amazon Prime now. But that's it? that's an honorable mention right yeah. there because. I, it was, I think, it was a more complete film, and it's just as sort of sinister and eerie and suspenseful as Covenant, but right. it's its own story. It's good. Life. I was really surprised because they sort of didn't market it right. 
No, they overmarketed it. They overmarketed yeah. it, but also they made the, it too sort of joke. Like it was, it's really good sci-fi. Yeah, and it's the not creature is very interesting it's and a, different. It's a whole new creature. Yeah, it's not some sort of ode to anything. It's kind of like the first Alien, like it more is. so than Covenant Way or more. any of the others. Way more. Yeah, and yeah, I think they just had a misstep by casting Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal. And, and promoting it like the two of them. Yeah, it's whereas, like, pick and, a lead. Yeah. You know, especially because Ryan Reynolds, no spoilers, isn't in it for that long. No. You know, and it's really Jake Gyllenhaal's movie. But when you cast and another, he's like... fantastic in it. Yeah. And I, personally, I, I, I think he's one of the most unsung... I mean, he's sort of sung, but he's I mean, sung. he is such a good actor. And he... he Well, he missed... They didn't... He get, didn't get nominated for Night watcher crawler crawler right whatever the fuck yeah Nightcrawler, which is, which awesome. is amazing i love film. that movie he his Dan performance Gilroy. was incredible in it and then he did the boxing movie because you know sometimes you can get nominated if you're a boxer but right. that movie didn't work <laughs> that, that didn't, movie didn't i didn't, well, even didn't see, see it that. So still i, I haven't like, seen say, it yet. yeah but uh god yeah now he's doing that boston bombing movie yeah which like, also seems to be getting passed up for awards i know yeah, yeah. he just can't get over this little hump but he's worthy of he awards. is worthy he really is he's worthy for nightcrawler uh, oh, that was a, that's over. an oscar for sure nominated performance and it's, not even nominated he didn't get nominated no forget i like, think he got nominated for a golden globe but not for an oscar yeah he could have won for that but alone nominated hell yes yeah so um, definitely life is an honorable mention this so year. i'm gonna just recap our list here uh gunpowder great stuff taboo mm-hmm. dunkirk mm-hmm. logan mm-hmm Disney buys Fox. Warner Brothers Experience, Halloween Experience, John Wick 2, Lego Batman, The Leftovers Final Season, Mm -hmm. Mind Hunter on Netflix, Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones Episode 704, The Spoils of War, Wonder Woman, Taika Waititi, uh, Blade Runner 2049, Mm -hmm. Honorable Mention, Stranger Things Mobile Game, Stranger Things 2, Season, Alien, Covenant, and Life. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty complete. I'm sure we'll get emails and comments saying we left out stuff. And yeah, if we well, do, we'll opinion. revise. Boo. But sometimes we forget stuff. Yeah, we forget We'll get stuff. a comment like, what about this? We're like, oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck. Oh, we shit. forgot it. Yeah, this really significant thing <laughs> that we totally left out. <laughs> you know. Well, but that... Uh, we're also let's let's just both throw out what we're most excited for for 2018. Oh shit! I'm gonna say Ready Player One because yeah. I the footage we saw at Comic Con, the trailers are out now. It looks so fun and so cool, and it looks like he was he's the guy to capture this universe, which is very tricky. Fuck yeah! This book, which is it's all a virtual reality. Yes, but it's all old, like 80s, like icons and, and well but characters like they go into this world where they're battling 80s characters and stuff but they're all in it so there's yeah. like harley quinn's in it and voldemort's right. in it and it's just basically any character but a lot of spielberg's that, characters yeah too. back to the future the yeah. delorean's in it and you know yeah et's in it but that's how that world works where it's like anything that you the smurfs could be in it right. anything that ever existed for god's sakes yep. in pop culture could be in that universe because it is virtual reality well and he taught it was funny because on the panel spielberg mentioned someone asked him that he said, well, I don't want to put all my own stuff. And they were like, but your stuff You're the stuff is, is the stuff. Yeah. Like, that's what <laughs> dreams are made of. Right. Like, your it's, movies. Yeah, dummy. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have to be Just humble. Just <laughs> Yeah, right. But, you know, in context, it's perfectly fine. Uh, what's your most... What are you most excited about for 2018? I don't know. I don't know what's coming out. I mean, I would say Infinity War because it comes out on my birthday. But, um, is, oh, Hellboy comes out next year? I believe so. Does it? If it does, then yeah. I, I didn't. I thought it came out maybe 2019. Maybe it does. Yeah. And, and doesn't Aquaman come out? Aquaman, yeah. Black Panther. Yeah, all those movies. You know, uh, I'm sure there's other stuff that's sort of less uh, popular. If that Taboo comes out. season two's coming out, I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, that'll be fun. But yeah, Affinity War is fun to go see uh, on my birthday. Yeah, you always get an inv- Avengers movie on your birthday. A Marvel movie. Yeah, that Marvel first movie, week yeah. of May is like the kickoff for the season of, and it's right, my birthday, May 3rd. So it's like I know year. something we're excited about. Mm. Insidious 4. Insidious 3. No. 4? Four? 4. Yep. Oh, yeah, that comes out first week of January. Yep. And I, yeah, I'll, I'm on board. Sign me up. The trailers yeah, look cool. Yeah, because we did a maze. We went to like an, a maze at the Halloween Horror yeah, Nights. Yeah, and that was fun. 
And the trailer looks really cool. Elise is back. Lynn Shea's character. Yeah, yeah. we love Lynn Shay. We did an interview with her. Yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. Love that. Love that lady. So that comes out right in Jan- early January. So that's gonna be fun too. Yeah, there's tons of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we can do a little sort of. Pre-cap. We'll be back for that. We'll call it the precap. Uh, as always, go to our website, thehmcnetwork.com, for more podcast episodes. Uh, we've got a new now playing film. We review The Shape of Water. Yeah. As well as our full review on gunpowder. Yeah, gunpowder. So check those out. And hey, happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Dare I say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And since we started talking about fathers, I just want to say shout out to my dad who passed on New Year's Day on 2017. So it feels like years. I know. It's been not but even it a full isn't. year. This is the first Christmas without dad. So I'm thinking about you, dad. Love you. And hey, stay safe, jerks. Happy holidays. Yeah. See ya. See ya. <laughs> nice way to end the show. Should <laughs> <laughs> all be forgot and never brought to mind should old acquaintance be forgot in the days of old